it there. Alexander Barkov, another shot for the Cats to win in the seventh round. Barkov, let's go, baby! Hello and welcome back to the Palm Tree Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How are you doing this week, Noah? I'm good. How about you? Not too bad. Finally done school, so I'm just hanging out here. Uh, yeah, I still, I still have to. I still have to submit a research project, but after that, it'll be done. Yeah, like I, I you know, it's nice to be done the schoolwork, but I'm, I'm a little bit bored. I've just been uh, playing video games, um, and then. Uh, I'm staying at my parents' house, and they're they're moving. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, we're moving uh, one house away from where we currently are. So it's a little, oh. <laughs> little inconvenient to move everything, you know, just down the street. But uh, oh, we still keep us busy, I guess. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I I have some exciting news to share with the potential listeners we have right now is i will be attending the university of florida next year if everything goes according to plan given this current global situation but a little a little closer to the to our panthers yeah absolutely man that's that'll be awesome if you're able to go down there uh you know obviously florida a great place um being close to the panthers uh you know maybe maybe get some interviews with some of the players who knows yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, and I'm, I'm also going to see what uh, there's Jacksonville. Jacksonville has a team in the ECHL called the Icemen, so I might have to email them and see if there's anything available with them as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. Just an incredible opportunity for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be awesome. Yeah. Um, but this week on the podcast, once again, um, no real, no real news in the NHL this week. Um, I, other than the everything going on with escrow and the salary the last 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 paycheck, yeah, escrow I mean, paychecks, salary cap staying flat. I'm not even sure what this escrow stuff is about. It sounds pretty complicated. Exactly, but and then there there's of course the salary cap issue. Yeah, so it's. What a lot of legal and financial stuff pretty much going on, but nothing. Yeah, the alleged, allegedly the players were told that there would be no change in the salary cap, that it was going to stay at 81.5. Yeah. Which obviously would not be a good thing for the players, especially players that are coming up on end of contracts. Yeah. It's good for the players that have already re-signed their deals. Yes. Right. Which was interesting because I remember it was like mid-season. I forget who it was. Somebody signed a big extension, and it was like, and then like a few days later, they announced that the salary cap was going to be going up quite a bit this year, more than likely. Maybe Thomas Chabot. No, I think it was like mid-season. It might have. I think it was Yossi. Okay. Right, and it was like so he signed or someone signed, and then they announced that uh, the salary cap would be making a big jump this year. And so it looked not great for him having signed just before that um, that deadline. But now with the salary cap staying flat, it'll be interesting to see how it affects the, the free agent class this year. But um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll just continue I, with. I mean, I, before before we start into our uh, redraft cycle, I have to ask you: Where do you think Alex Petrangelo ends up next year? You know, it's, had you asked me, you know, 
back in back in March or February, I'm, I, I easily would have said St. Louis. I mean, he's their captain. He's one of the best defensemen in the NHL. It seems like a no-brainer. But then they they re-signed Marco Scandella. They have Justin. Nice, nice contract too. And and um, I know I know when Montreal traded him to St. Louis, they were trying to extend him, but it financials just weren't lining up. And I guess they lined up in St. Louis. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm not entirely certain where he's going to go because I think, you know, a player like that, every team can use one. Um, which team has the, the cap space and ability to, to make it work, I, I don't know. Um, how, how long do you think he's going to be asking in terms of contract? Is he going to be looking for that full seven years? I mean, he's already 30. I think I think if, if yeah, I think he's either, he'd either go seven years or he'd maybe go short term somewhere those are the only two options I see but a, a guy like that in your 30s I'm going to guess he wants stability and so if he can get set himself up till he's 37 he's, a, he's at 5 million right now yeah I mean I think he's he's going to get a significant increase I think I think he doubles that to be honest sorry uh, 6.5 6.5 I, 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 I think I think he sees somewhere around 10 um just because he is that good. It, that really limits the window for available teams. Especially if this um, cap, salary cap thing actually does stay the same. is He's going he's gonna to be looking for... He's not going to have a big big choice of teams if he wants that full contract. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. And, you know, there is also the possibility like he could take a, a discount to stay in St. Louis or I'm sure, you know... There's talk of maybe the Leafs. I know a lot of Leafs fans would love to have him. Yeah, uh, he's gonna he's gonna sign for two point nine for what two years. Yeah. I, I don't think that's happening. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't see it happening. Um, and it's just annoying for us like non Toronto fans if he does take a pay cut to go to Toronto. Yeah, I just love like every time someone good it's a free agent market. It's always it's going to Toronto. He should sign with the yeah. Leafs, and it's like I don't know. But, you know, I think there, there's a lot of suitors for, for a guy like that. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I think at this point, just because of the Scandella re-signing, unless St. Louis was going to do a huge move, is they can't re-sign him. No, and it's... I mean, he, he, I know he's got the cut from last year, but he probably still wants to go to a contender. Um, but there obviously aren't a lot of contending teams with that kind of cap space. Um so and, yeah, I mean, you look at you look at St. Louis's defense. It's actually signed for next year. Colton Pareko, Justin Falk, Marco Scandella, Carl Gunnarsson, and Vince Dunn. That's the guys that actually play right now. And that's assuming that. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot Bortuzzo. Then that's assuming that Bo Meester just retires. Yeah. Which I think he will, because his contract is expiring anyways. Yeah, or it might, it might take a year off, but it, it, and it depends on how he recovers, who knows. Uh, he, he has a pacemaker, and that, that's a huge gamble in terms of actually being able to compete with that, you know, just all the issues that could arise from that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, the way I'm, like, I'm looking at the, the teams now, and I think, if you ask me right now, where do I see the best fit if it's not St. Louis? I think I would go, and I know it's in their division, but I'd say Winnipeg. Um, with, with Dustin Bufflin's contract being terminated, 
they don't have a lot of right shot D. Yeah, I mean, is Petrangelo going to want to go to Winnipeg is the question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's a big question. Um, I I don't know. Do you know if Bufflin enjoyed playing in Winnipeg? Like, was that a good city for him? Like... I'm not, I'm not too sure. Because um, he I mean, hasn't retired. No, he, he could very well be signed somewhere next year. Um, Watch him sign in Tampa Bay. Oh, I would, I would hate to see that. <laughs> I mean, like, and, but Bufflin's also, he's from Minnesota too, right? So he's used to the cold. Yeah. So it's they're pretty similar, they're pretty close together. Um, yeah. But definitely Petrangelo makes things interesting. Taylor Hall also... Um, and, and that's where we're, that's where I'm like interested is could we see Petrangelo fill that void and you know, well not that void but go to Arizona that's going to have a lot of cap room once yeah. the Hall's gone. The only the only issue I see with that is that I think Arizona's main issue is they can't score. Like they yeah. have they have enough you know NHL defensemen on that roster that I don't know if that's exactly where they'd want to upgrade. Um, but it, it'll be interesting. Um, definitely, you know, him and Taylor Hall, two guys to keep keep an eye on. Obviously, for free agency, um, both guys not looking too likely they're gonna they're gonna stay with their current teams. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. I, I haven't heard anything from Taylor Hall. That, that's been pretty quiet. All I heard is there hadn't been contract discussions with Arizona, which is not good. Which is obviously not good, especially especially now. Like you, you have so much free time and. Yeah, just you know, not not to, like to get something done, but just to have a discussion of whether he's open but, or... and, and, and maybe get something done. I mean, we see St. Louis sign Marco Scandella. Is I mean, maybe this is this is the time to do it. Yeah, obviously get something done if you can, but at the very least have a have discussions and you know just see where he's at and where the team's at. But yeah, and another interesting fact in in uh, Scandella signing is really Buffalo ends up being the. Massive losers in that deal, right? Yeah, because they traded away Scandella for a fourth round pick. Montreal, and then Montreal them. goes ahead and flips him for another fourth round pick, which I mean would be essentially everyone's even. But they also get a second rounder. Yeah, so which doesn't look great for Buffalo. Um, no, really doesn't. I mean, not much looks great in Buffalo, to be honest. No. No, absolutely. But we'll have to see. Yeah, there's it's it's you really don't know, but you know, and there's a lot of unpredictability uh, right now uh, in sports. So who knows? Yeah. Um, but with that, we'll dive right into our uh, our redraft episode. We're only going to do one draft this week. We're going to do the 2016 draft. Um, fairly recent, so there are a lot of players who have not played. Uh, games or played a significant amount of games uh, from this draft, so a lot of it. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I'm curious to see who you take and where you take them. But yeah, I, honestly, like I haven't done enough research. I don't think for this. I don't think anybody's done enough research for this. But I mean, um, look at, you know, it, it's interesting because you can with other drafts because they're they're a little bit older. You can kind of look at you know how guys have played throughout their career. Now you yeah, have, but you have a lot of guys in this draft who haven't played, but still have potential uh, to, to be NHL players, so you got to kind of pick and choose and see where things uh, end up, but we'll start off with uh, with you with the number one pick, uh, 
Toronto Maple Leafs had this pick, took Austin Matthews. Are you sticking with that pick? As much as I would love to take Patrick Laine, yeah. you, you got to stick with Matthews. Um, Matthews is the unquestionably the best player from this draft. I, he's, he's, he's the whole deal. Absolutely. Uh, I think, the, you know, to me, there's no, there, yeah, there's no question there. He's... Yeah, there's no there's no argument to be made there that he's definitely the best player from this draft and I think I think he's easily a top 10 player in the NHL right now. 100%. Um so uh, yeah, that's a no-brainer there. Um with the second overall pick, uh I'm going to keep it, you know, there, obviously there's two guys obviously very close together that I'm thinking of, but I'm going to st- I'm going to stick with it and go with Patrick Line. Um just because I, I like what he's done this year, uh, working on his two-way game. Um, Honestly, you know he, he he's put up a significant amount of assists this year too. Yeah, I mean, obviously he came really, you know, the talks about his shot and his goal scoring, and he can still do that. But you're seeing him round out his game, and I still believe there's a lot of growth there. Um, and what yeah. he is already is, you know, a, a sixty-ish, seventy-point player who can score 30, 40 goals for you. So. Uh, anytime you can get that in a draft, you, you gotta like it. So I'm gonna stick with Patrick Line at two. But all right, number three, Columbus. So they went PLD. Yeah. And and really, right now is in terms of Columbus's needs, I'm just gonna keep that pick because I think that Pierre Luc Dubois was the. I mean, other than Matthews, of course, was the best center in that draft. Yeah. Absolutely. And no question about it. And like he's he's performing very well as the first line center for Columbus, and I think that was a great pick. It really was and at the time a bit I, of a shock that they. Yeah, I they remember being surprised. But um, I think it's hard to argue with how that's worked out for them so far. Um, but that that leaves me at four with Edmonton, who took Yessi Pulyarvi. Um, or yeah, yeah, Yessi Pulyarvi, who. Uh, Obviously played last year in Finland. Um, I still believe a lot in Jesse Pugliardi as a player. I still think he's he's going to be okay in the long run. Probably not in Edmonton, though. But to me, no-brainer at four, Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Um, that, that's what I was debating for Columbus, but I'd rather stay with a center. Yeah, and I th- yeah, I think it's it's the perfect fit for Pierre-Luc Dubois in Columbus. Like, I think you make the case Kachuk's probably the better player. But in terms of fit, I think you stick with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, but yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking a chuck for Edmonton. Just a pest, really skilled player. Great pick. So, um, yeah, I'm taking him for. All right, number five. That leads me to Vancouver, who went with Oli Uolevi, who's who's hasn't been terrible. He just hasn't played in the NHL yet. Yeah, he, he, it's kind of not been a very linear path for him. Like he's. You know, he went back to London, then he went over to Finland, now he's in Utica for the last couple of years, but, um, yeah, because he's, he's one of only four players from that first round that have yet to play an NHL game. Yeah, and I think I think his numbers in the AHL are, are decent. Yeah. But, it obviously hasn't turned out the way the Vancouver wanted him to turn out, and at least in terms of... Um, timeline, I mean, you obviously top five pick, you would want him in the league by now. Yeah. 
That being said, not going to go with Ole Iwalevi. Instead, I'm going to go with a forward. Um, a guy who was, I think, under the radar in this draft is Alex Debrinkat. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that to me, Debrinkat's clearly a case of a guy who went later because he's smaller. Um, but he's been unbelievable for, for Chicago. I, I, I saw an athletic article not too long ago about the the they um, they surveyed NHL scouts and asked them what the most overrated quality in a player was, and resounding answers from that survey were size is you shouldn't care about size when you're drafting the players, but yeah. obviously his teams are still affected by that. Yeah, and I think, especially now with the way the game's played, with it being more speed and skill, uh, that size has really um, not been as much of a factor. I think you've seen that in recent drafts, too, with uh, you know, guys that are smaller being taken uh, in the first round, like uh, Yamamoto and like uh, Cole Caulfield uh, from Montreal. So yeah. I think no doubt in a redraft, yeah. Alex Debrink. I mean, even Jack, you look at Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes isn't a big guy. No, not, no, by no means. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, to bring it, no-brainer pick there for Vancouver. Yeah. Um, which leads me to Calgary at six. Um, there's some good D on the board right now, but I know... There, there really are. Right, but Calgary's got such a good decor right now, um, with Giordano, and they've Hannafin, and Rasmus Anderson, he's been great. You saw they, they've really done, they've really done a good job with that. Yeah, they have, they have Hamannick, they have Val Mackey, who's... Uh, been hurt all year, so with that in mind, I'm going to take Clayton Keller, um, because I, you know, he, he's again a smaller player, but he's so skilled. Yeah, um, jumping up a spot from seven to six. Right. Yeah. So just yeah, jump him up a spot. I think having him in Calgary, um, very you know, and to be able to learn from Johnny Gaudreau too, there would be great for him. Yeah, similar players. Yeah. So uh, I think to, to have him in Calgary, I think that'd be really nice. So I'm going to I'm going to take Clayton Keller. All right, Arizona. Um, so they took Clayton Keller. Going to go D this time with who I think is the best player available. And this is a guy I absolutely love. I think he's he's incredibly gifted. Um, Charlie McAvoy. Charlie McAvoy. He, he is, I think, one of the more underrated defensemen in the league right now. Without a question, he's he's the only thing that makes watching Boston tolerable for me. Yeah, I, no, I, I I agree. I like McAvoy a lot as a player. Um, yeah, he, he's just he's been terrific ever since he came into the league. Um, you know, like, let's remember he came into the league and he was he wasn't even a rookie yet because he was he played in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was stellar. He played for what Boston College, Boston University. Yeah, and and the thing to me with Charlie McAvoy is I still think there's a lot of lot of lot of room for growth there. Like I still one hundred percent. I still think he's going to take another another leap. Um, so I, I I like that pick for Arizona. Um, which leaves me with Buffalo, and this is this is kind of the part of the draft where things are getting a little bit, you know, they're tailing off quite a bit just because it's such a recent draft. Um, but for Buffalo, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Mikhail Sergachev. 
I, he's the he's the second best defenseman from that draft. You know what? Like, go wrong with that. The thing is, is and this is obviously my opinion. I like Mikhail Sergachev more than I like Charlie McAvoy. But I think McAvoy has more responsibility right now than Sergachev. Like Sergachev, you know, like the, the Sergachev. Like, he, he seems a little. There seems to be a little lack defensively. Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, I think if he had a really good year this year. Uh, Thirty-four points in sixty-nine games. Um, he's got a good shot, so I, I like Mikhail Sergachev a lot. Um, I, you know, I think he's, he's got a lot of tools. So for me, I think having him in Buffalo, um, you know, they, they could use, Buffalo could really use anything. So, uh, But I think there's a player available, so I'm going to take him. It's a good pick. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Um, so next up is Montreal. And, yeah, I think, I think eight, Buffalo was the last pick that general consensus can say that those are the top eight players. Yeah. I have a real hard time after that. Um, which leads us to Montreal at number nine. They went with Miguel, Mikhail Sergachev originally. Yeah, and then shipped him away. I'm going to keep a defenseman. Um, this might come as a surprise, I don't know. But Samuel Gerard. Oh, that comes as no surprise. I was actually looking at him with the next pick. Yeah. For Colorado, who obviously and, has them. And when we do these redrafts, I always, I always look at the the draft site, the NHL redrafts. And, you know, they, they have Samuel Gerard going, like, late in the first round. And to me, I don't understand absurd. why. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been excellent, excellent in Colorado. Um, and I would have liked yeah, him. He, he just signed... One of what well, he's about to start one of the best contracts in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, like I think again, yeah, another player, a lot of room for growth still. Um, and he's already a heck of a player. Yep. On a really good decor they have there uh, now uh, in Colorado, but that is okay because uh, at Colorado at ten, uh, they took Tyson Jost, who you know. I don't know. He hasn't really blossomed yet offensively there in Colorado. And he hasn't. He was even rumored to be getting dealt to the deadline. Yeah, and Colorado has a lot of high end guys up front. So for me, I think if I'm down, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna I'm gonna take a defenseman in this redraft. Um, and so I'm gonna take uh, Adam Fox. Um, Interesting. You know, he's having a really nice rookie year this year. Um. He had a really good college career. Um, smaller D, similar to Gerard. I, I honestly, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I've loved what I've seen from Adam Fox this year. Yeah, I mean, I, you got to be super happy if you're you're the Rangers right now. And I, so I think with Colorado, you know, they, they took Tyson Jost there, and you took Sam Gerard. So I think getting, like, Adam Fox on that D with, with Kale McCarr, um, I like it. Alright, so that's Ottawa at number 11. They took Logan Brown originally. Who is yet, he hasn't really, you know, he hasn't earned a full time NHL spot yet. Yeah, not really. Um, um, he's been good, he's been good in the AHL though. He has. So, and you know, and he's, and he's, he's massive. He is. Yeah. Um, that being said, 
I think, maybe a similar type of player. Um, I'm not sure how much they compare, really, but um, Alex Nylander. Really? Yep. Wow. That's interesting. I, th- I think Nylander has potential, and I think he kind of showed it with um, Chicago. Yeah. I'm, you know, we, we never got to see him with Buffalo, really. Yeah, he didn't really get much of a shot there. But I, I, I think I think it'll be I think that could be an interesting uh, interesting fit. Yeah. It's, it's Ottawa. They have a very young team. I think he could devil, develop in that in that core. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, no, I, I like that pick. You know, I think yeah, I think he you know I, I think having him in Ottawa, I'd get more opportunity, and I think he'd really shine. Um, but okay, New Jersey at 12 for me. They took Michael McLeod, who I think at this point, like I know he's still young, but to me, I don't see a whole lot of offense with this player. I think I see, you know, a, a big center with, with good good skater, but not a whole lot of offense, kind of a third line type guy. Um, so with New Jersey's pick at 12, I'm going to take Sam Steele, who I believe has... More uh, more offensive potential than, than Michael McLeod. Um, he's had a pretty good year this year, and he's from Calgary in Alberta, where I'm from. Or he's not from Calgary. He's from Alberta. I'm from Alberta, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. You know, I'm gonna go with that that hometown bias. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. He he he, he very much showed glimpses of um, a lot of potential with uh, Anaheim. So. Yeah, you know he's a smaller guy, but lots of skill. So I'll I'll go with him. All right, um, number thirteen, Carolina. Uh, and I went with Jake Bean. I'm gonna pick Tyson Jost. You're taking Tyson. Yeah. That's solid. I, again, he's still he, he hasn't you know done that much offensively so far, but he's still a solid player. I, you know, and these guys are so young that you can't necessarily. You can at this point we're going off potential, right? Yeah, like you're kind of a lot of guys don't have a huge resume in the NHL now, so it's kind of what do you believe the potential is? Yeah. So, and you know, he's obviously a guy who's played in the league 208 games, so uh, it's a good pick. Um, which leaves me with Boston, who got Charlie McAvoy, who I think, you know, he's already been taken. He's a great player. But I guess I guess I'll, I'll stick with a defenseman for them. And uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Jacob Chitrin. Yeah, as Just, soon as you said you were going to stick with the defenseman, I had a feeling that that was, that was who you were going to pick. I mean, first of all, this guy is just a physical specimen, 6'2", 210". You know, yeah, super strong, and I think a lot of what's happened has just been, you know, injuries that he's had that has really limited him um, uh, so far. He was finally healthy this year, um, and I mean, twelve goals uh, for the Arizona Coyotes as a defenseman, pretty impressive. So I think having him in Boston, um, I, I think he'd fit in there as just like a two AD. I think he would, yeah. And I know prior to this draft, he was one of the top-rated players, too. He was, like, a top-five 
potential pick who, who kind of yeah. said it, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with him for Boston. That's a good pick. All right, 15. That's midpoint in the draft. Uh, Minnesota. They originally went with Luke Coonan. Yeah. Yeah, who's a center. He is. Um, he is indeed. I, I don't think that would be the pick again, but um, looking looking at everyone available on the board, um, I think it could be interesting. Um, I'm going to go with somebody who I think has a lot of potential is um, Jordan Cairo. I was just looking at Cairo too. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I think he can play center if push comes to shove. I think he's a winger by by nature, but I think he could play center, so. Yeah. I, I think I think that could be an interesting fit in, in Boston. I mean, Minnesota. Yeah, no, no, that's a solid pick. Um, I mean, he's a great skater, uh, Cairo, so I, I like that a lot. Um, I was going to take him, but I think... Uh, for me, uh, as uh, Arizona here, I'm gonna take. Uh, you know they got they got Chitrin. So with our second pick here, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Dylan Dubé. Oh, uh, that's a great pick. Because he's he's had a really strong year this year. I really like when I watch Dylan Dubé. I like what I see. I see a lot of tenacity, so and some skill. So I'll, I'll go with him. Great pick. Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's Nashville. It's 17. They originally with, went with Dante Fabro. Not a bad pick, I don't think. Um, that being said, Jesse Poyarvi is still available in this draft. I think there could be a fit in Nashville. I like that. I like that. You know, I think... I'm trying to think. How, how many other Finns do... Nashville have. Um, they have Grandwind, they have Pecorino, um, they have uh Wow, I'm blanking. They have some. Yeah, no, no they definitely have a few in like I, I know that's a that's a big thing for these young players coming to play in North America is they don't know anybody, right? And it's important to have other guys of the same yeah. nationality on the same team. I mean I, I was watching a I get really bored these days, but I was watching it. It was uh, some sort of San Jose Sharks video about Jonas Donskoy from last year. Yeah. And and he said it. He was like, I'm not going to lie. Like, the first year in San Jose was not fun because didn't know anybody. Yeah, and that's, a, a, guy, that's a guy. On the team. Yeah, that's a guy who came over at a, a much older age, too. Like, to come over as an 18-year-old. Um, yes, you pull the I know he comes from a small town, right? Not a lot, you know, not a lot of English there. Uh, yeah, I'm a little upset you took him here because I was going to take him with Winnipeg's next pick, so I could reunite. That, that, that would have been a good pick, especially if you know with Patrick Line. Yeah, so that was that was kind of my thinking on my next pick, but you seem to have swooped in there, which is, um, you know, they went they went with Logan Stanley, who is tall. And that's that's that's. I, I'm I'm pretty sure we we saw him play at the Hockey Canada. We watched him play at the uh, like yeah, the, the pre- practice. Yeah. 
And he got cut right after that with Nick Suzuki. Yeah. That was, what was that, 2017 World Juniors. Yeah, like, to me... He's a really big guy. Like, I think I think because of his, you know, his size, I think he does make the NHL at some point. But I don't see him being a, a top-end guy by any means. Not at all. Um, so... He just wasn't, he just wasn't mobile enough, you know? He just, he's a big guy. He, as a big guy, with this speedy NHL, you got to be able to move. And I don't think Logan Stanley has that mobility. Yeah, so I think, I think there's still some work to be done there, but I think just because of his size, he does make it eventually. Yeah. Um, with this next pick here for uh, for Winnipeg, I would go with the D, but I am going to go with best player available. Um, and I don't think he maybe has the most potential, but he has a nice sample size so far, so I'm going to take Jesper Bratt. Uh, I, he's a, I, I think of him as a similar similar type of player to Kyle Connor. Yeah, and I think we were talking about it just before we uh, we started recording here. Like, Jesper Brad is the eighth highest scoring player in this draft so far, and he's a sixth round pick. Um, that says a lot. It says a lot about you know his determination, his ability, um, and I think you know he's, he's a quality player. And he's got good underlying numbers too, I believe. I yeah, I mean uh, he's he's had more than thirty points every single season he's played. I, it's, I think it's good. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with him there. Alright, um, that leaves us with the Islanders, who originally took Kiefer Bellows, um, interesting pick, uh, that being said, I'm gonna go defenseman, the best defenseman available in my opinion, even though he doesn't have a sample size, is Ole Uolevi. Interesting. You know, the guy. The guy's played in the AHL for the past two seasons. 13 points in his first season, 25 in his second. He's showing clear progression. Um, I'd like to think that he can be an impactful player on an NHL squad. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's interesting to see why he hasn't made it to Vancouver yet, but... I think he has the potential to be in the NHL, and I think he has a very, very interesting potential. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm happy you went with him there, because now I can finally take the guy I want with Detroit. And I've wanted to take this guy for like the last 10 picks, but I've, I just haven't had a team. I, or not 10 picks, but like the last like five picks I've had. But I just haven't had a team where he really fit in need. But I'm going to take Carter Hart. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I was I was curious to see if you you maybe forgotten about him. I was like I wanted to yeah, take him, yeah. but I was like I was going through the teams that I was picking as, and I was like Arizona's got goaltending, Winnipeg's got goaltending, Boston had goaltending, so I was like, oh, and so I'm, I'm going to take him here for Detroit because they could use someone other than Jimmy Howard, Jonathan Bernier. Yeah, honestly, I I would have probably taken him higher had I thought of him. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I'm going with him there. I think that's a great pick. All right. Um, 21, Carolina. Originally took Julian Gauthier, who they eventually traded to the Rangers this past season. Yeah. I was just a grinder, you know. I was a fourth-line guy. Big, strong. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think Carolina goes D this time. 
Uh, and let's see. I, I this is a guy who I think really went under is under the radar. Is I'm I'm going to mess this up, but Philip Chronic. Oh yeah. No, I've been looking so, at him. I've been looking at him too. He's that's a nice pick. He, he's interesting. It's just. I was having a little trouble gauging how good he actually is because he does play for Detroit. Yeah, and he's had, a, he's had a pretty solid year this year. Detroit's not good, but yeah, no, he has, he has great numbers in terms of points. I No comment on his plus-minus. But When you play for Detroit, that's kind of irrelevant. Yeah, just, just for a reference point. He played 65 games this season, 9 goals, 22 assists, for 31 points, which is not bad by any means for a defenseman, no. but negative um, 38. Yeah. Which hurts a little. A little bit, just a little bit. Um, but that leaves me with, uh, with Philadelphia, who, they could really use a goalie, but I kind of took the only one already. <laughs> so they they took uh, German Rubsov, um with their pick. I I think there's a couple players I have in mind, either forward or defenseman. I think I'm going to go with the defenseman here, and I'm going to take Victor Mete. Oh, interesting. Because you know what? He hasn't produced a lot of offense. You know, he finally scored this year. He's got four career goals now. Um, but the fact that he's played, yeah yeah, and, and he got injured at the end of the. At the towards the end of the season and very yeah. injured Montreal team. Uh, yeah. No, he's he's definitely he he had a stint in the AHL last season that really helped him. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm looking at it now. He had seven games last year in Laval. Um, yeah. To me, you know, the fact that he's a fourth round pick who's played 171 NHL games so far uh, says a lot about um, what Montreal thinks of him and the type of player he is. Um, small but very competent, so I'm going to take him there. He's incredibly fast. Yeah, he, yeah, he can fly. Yeah, he, so, he had a great career with London. Yeah, so yeah, I'm taking him there. All right, and, and that leaves us with our Florida Panthers. Our Florida Panthers, who took Henrik Borgstrom, who uh, Honestly, not bad. Like I'm looking at his numbers now. I was gonna say I'm like I'm like debating. I'm just gonna keep it, although just for the purpose of the redraft, I won't. But I like that pick. Yeah, I know it was seen as a bit of a reach at the time, and like I think you know he hasn't produced a ton so far. But there's not a whole lot of guys left, to be honest. Like, you know, and he didn't get he didn't get a chance in the NHL this season, which really hurts his numbers. But he's still an NHL level player. Absolutely. But just in the spirit of redrafting, um, I'm going to go with someone who I think has a lot of um, potential is Kiefer Bellows. Kiefer Bellows. Yeah. A good old American boy. Um, yeah, I've, he had great numbers with uh, Team USA, I think, in the World Juniors. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, at this point in the draft... I think he's he's a very good pick. Yeah, that's solid. Solid. Um, I'm just looking at my, my draft board right now. Did you 
Did you already take Luke Cunning? No. Okay, then I'm taking Luke Cunning for Anaheim. All right. Because uh, I was a big fan of him in his draft year, and you know he's progressed. Uh, you know he progressed this year from last year. Um, you know I still think he, he'll grow to be be an all right player. So I'm going to take him. All right. Dallas. They already they took Riley Tufty. Or Tuft. Tufty. I don't know. Tufty. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think he's from Minnesota. Um, he, he is. That that wouldn't be happening again. Um. I think Dallas could go with Dante Fabro. Nice. You know, a guy who can... I think he has potential. Um, once again, we're looking at these guys. They're still very young. Who knows what they'll become, but... I think it'd be, that could be an interesting fit. Yeah, it's solid. Um, I'm going to take... Uh, ooh, I'm thinking... I think I'm going to go with a almost purely potential-based pick here. <laughs> because, um, yeah, why not? Yeah, why yeah not? honestly. Why not? All right. Uh, so with St. Louis's pick, they did take Tage Thompson, who was... They big... eventually traded to Buffalo in the Ryan O'Reilly yeah, trade. Yeah, so hard to argue with that. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Andrew Peak. Huh. Because I watched him play in college at Notre Dame, and I really, really liked his game. Um, he's a big guy. He's physical. So, and his, his numbers in the AHL are, are pretty decent, and I think he will become a, a competent top four defenseman. So I'm going to take him. All right. Uh, so that's Tampa Bay at 27, who originally went with Brett Howden. Who they then traded. Yeah. Um. Here's another very potential-based pick who I very much enjoy is Vitaly Abramov. Nice. Absolutely lit it up in the queue with Gatineau. And Tampa Bay has a fairly proven track record with QMJHL players. So I think I think they'd go with uh, Abramov in this pick. I like that. Um... All right, I'm, I'm Washington at 28. I'm also going to go with a, a kind of potential-based pick, but he, he, has, he has played a bit in the NHL, and I've seen him play live a couple times, and I really, really like this player. I think he's a terrific skater. I'm going to take Josh Mahura. Good pick. Um, you know, I, I, I just think, I think in, in Washington, good skater, moves the puck. Yeah. Uh, needs to work on his defensive game, but that'll come with age, so I'll, I'll take him there. Alright, so that's Boston at 29, and that's my last pick of the draft. Um, they went with Trent Frederick originally, which I don't think would happen again, but guy who would have dropped, I guess. Henrik Borgstrom in Boston. Who? Borgstrom. Oh, right, I forgot you didn't take him. Yeah, no, we, uh, yeah, he, and he originally went 23rd, and we're 29 now, I think he has potential, he, he showed that he could center a third line, 
Um, unfortunately, he didn't get that opportunity with Florida this year, but I, I'm interested to see if he gets that opportunity next season. Yeah. No, it'll be interesting. All right, well, I'm, I'm, take, I'm with Anaheim here, and I'm torn between two defensemen. Uh, Dennis Chalowski, who has 24 points in 88, yeah. 88 games. Um, pretty decent, you know, pretty okay production so far. I don't see a ton of high end, though. And so I think I'm going to go with um, a guy who's fallen off quite a bit here um, and doesn't have a whole lot of opportunity to break into the NHL, but I'm going to take Jake Bean. Because yeah, I, I had a feeling you were going to take him. Uh, I think he has potential, though. I do, and he's you know his numbers in the AHL are very very good. I really like those, um, and it's from Calgary too. So you know, gotta support the locals, obviously. Yeah. Um, obviously. Obviously. So uh, yeah, I'm taking Jake B, and I, I I like him. I think he's a good skater. Um, yeah, I think at Anaheim, you know, they've traded away a lot of D recently, so why not want to draft one? Yeah, it's a good and, pick. Um, I guess that does it for uh, for 2016. Yeah, we, uh, I think we're gonna have to backtrack next time. We're gonna, there's no way we do 2017. 2017? Oh no, we absolutely can do 2017. <laughs> you know, I was actually so I'm back home now, right? And I haven't been home in a while. And I was going through my cable box, and I still have the 2017 draft saved on there. So I was like, I was rewatching it the other day. <laughs> and you're just like you're watching teams. I'm like, oh, that's a bad pick. And of course, you have the hunt. Yeah. But I was like, oh, what are you thinking? But um, we'll see. I'll, I'll I'll take a look at it just to see if it is possible. If there's enough guys that we can do. Yeah, with. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We got we got the week to do that. But uh, yeah. Thank you to uh, all our listeners tuning in. Um, hope everyone's uh, staying uh, healthy and safe. And we will see you guys all uh, next week. Another shot for the Cats to win it in the seventh round.